As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll discuss some players flashing power and speed in Wednesday's games. Like death and taxes, Dodgers get a Dodger. <laughs> I have That's not had uh, three cold brews yet. It worked great in a fantasy league. I'm just glad I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on The Athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Topps. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. Michael Beller and Al Melchior here with you on Thursday, September 2nd, diving into the news and notes. Shohei Otani will start Friday against the Rangers. Been dealing with that wrist issue, so very good to see him back on the mound on Friday. Tim Anderson with the hamstring strain, that's sending him to the IL. Lucas Giolito also with the hamstring issue, that's going to make him miss his next start. Kyle Freeland was pulled early with a hip impingement from his start on a Thursday. And John Gray, he's going to the IL with a forearm injury. Johnny Cueto, because of an elbow strain, also going to the IL. Ozzie Albies, no IL stint yet, but he did not play on a Wednesday after uh, having a little bit of a knee problem. So keep an eye on that over the weekend. Adalberto Mondesi was activated. He DH'd on Wednesday. Royal say he will mostly be playing at third base. Jackson Kowar, meanwhile, Called back up, started Wednesday against Cleveland, and pitched pretty well. Two earned runs in six innings. Jose Urquidy activated. He will start Friday against the Padres. Trevor Rogers also activated from the restricted list. He's going to start Friday against the Phillies. Denilson Lamet came back, activated after a long stint on the aisle with a forearm issue. He's going to be pitching in relief the rest of the season. Looked very good in his first outing. Three strikeouts in one inning. Kenta Maeda underwent Tommy John surgery on Wednesday. And Giovanni Gallegos, another. Another save for the Cardinals has both of the save opportunities since Alex Reyes was removed from the closer's role. So Gallegos taking advantage of the opportunity he's been given, and I think we have to assume that he is the uh, maybe favored closer for Mike Schilt, if not the guy standing alone. You agree with that, Al? I do. I mean, there was a long list of relievers that Schilt cited as uh, part of a committee, but yeah. Two, two for two here. Uh, there are only so many ways you can spread it when uh, you, you give the first two to the same person. 
And let's not forget also that Gallegos, before these two saves, has pitched pretty darn well in a high-leverage setup role this season. So he's earned this opportunity, absolutely. Wednesday standout, starting with Garrett Cole, and boy, did he stand out. 15 strikeouts against the Angels in seven innings, gave up one run on four hits. That's a hell of a performance from a hell of a pitcher in Garrett Cole. How about Luke Weaver, though, Al? Makes his first start in a long time and looks pretty good. Six innings of one-run ball, gave up four hits, no walks, and three strikeouts against the Padres. Is that enough, Al, to make you say, you know, this is someone who maybe I'm going to put a waiver claim in for this weekend? Deeper leagues, uh, certainly a very encouraging first start back for Weaver. Uh, a lot of health issues, a lot of inconsistency that we've seen from him in, in recent years. So uh, I'm just not quite ready to go all in on Weaver based on this one start, but definitely has my attention. Uh, maybe we're talking about 12 teamers a week from now, but at this point, I think I'm looking more 14, 15 team leagues where he is available. Still a, a nice guy to get on the radar in those deeper leagues. How about Jake Odorizzi? Five innings pitch, gave up one run on two hits, struck out seven, walked two against the Mariners. It's been a mostly down season for Odorizzi. Does this give you any more confidence in him, Al? I think what this just does is, for me, it solidifies his status as a uh, streamer with good mm-hmm. matchups. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's a little bit redundant because that's what we <laughs> typically stream pitchers. But but Odorizzi, I think he's fit that bill. He's taken advantage of it when he's had uh, the favorable matchups and really had a rough go in, in some other starts. So uh, at the Mariners, one of the great matchups uh, of this season, right up there with uh, Rockies on the road, Rangers everywhere. Uh, so uh, this is certainly one that you hope that you know, just about any pitcher is going to come out of with a good line. Hey, on the other side of that game, Logan Gilbert looked pretty good also, and he did it in what's a very high degree of difficulty matchup, unlike Jake Odorizzi. Jake Odorizzi's got that Astros lineup at his back. Logan Gilbert had it in front of his face, and he did very well. Five shutout innings, gave up just four hits, didn't walk anyone, and four strikeouts. What are you doing with Logan Gilbert going forward? Uh, I think I'm getting him back in my rotation. Uh, sat him this week uh, because he has scuffled a bit, but uh, also the peripherals for the most part, not not bad for Gilbert. So a nice bounce back start for him against a very tough opponent. Joe Ryan gets the call for the Twins yesterday and gets on the mound against the Cubs and looks pretty darn good. Al gave up uh, three runs. That was really just the one big shot to Frank Schwindel, and we'll talk about him in a second. But you otherwise had pitched well to that point. Five innings pitch, three hits, the three-run homer to Schwindel, one walk and five Ks. Is he on the stream radar for you? Oh, he definitely is. I mean, just some really good numbers in the minors this year. Uh, And you look ahead to next week, looks like it's going to be a one-start week for him. But that start, as it lines up right now, is at Cleveland. I like that. So uh, I'm certainly looking to pick him up in weekly leagues this coming week. Uh, Deeper than 12 teams, probably can find some options I like better. Although not not completely unthinkable in 12-teamers, especially deeper ones. And certainly any leagues with more teams than that. Uh, Ryan should be a nice streamer next week. On the other side of that game, Justin Steele started. He got himself into some trouble, got out of all of it, and didn't give up any runs. And then Edward Alzali uh, didn't get into any trouble, pitching four innings as a follower, closing out that game. No runs, one hit, no walks, and five Ks. We've seen some really good stuff from Alzali earlier in the season. He tapered off in the middle of the year, went to the IL. But does this give you confidence that he can be back to be in that April and May version of himself that we were pretty excited about? 
it definitely gives me confidence that it's not unreasonable to expect that uh, it's it's one start against a Twins team that uh, you know is not what it was uh, prior to the deadline. But really, really good to see this from Alzali. I mean, I dropped him in a 15-teamer a few weeks back. So it's definitely time to go and see if I can reclaim him in that <laughs> league and uh, maybe even go a little bit shallower than that. All right, let's move on over to the hitters. First, a couple of guys that you know, nothing actionable to do with them, but you like to see them go yard twice. Paul Goldschmidt and Nick Castellanos. That was a doubleheader between the Cardinals and the Reds. Goldschmidt goes yard twice in game one. Castellanos does it in game two. Goldschmidt up to 24 homers on the year, and Castellanos has 26. Castellanos going to be one of the most sought-after free agents this offseason. Gavin Sheets with a pair of homers against the Pirates. He was just recalled from AAA Charlotte. Is this someone who's moving the needle for you at all, Al? Uh, more so would be more so on another team on the White Sox. Uh, just a question of where does the playing time mm-hmm. come from? So uh, something to watch there over the weekend, I think, to see if maybe he can keep his bat in the lineup. But uh, yeah, I, I just do worry that the playing time is going to be too scarce for him to matter in most mixed leagues. Yeah, eight homers and limited playing time jumps out at you. But then you remember those first six came with Eloy Jimenez out of the lineup, Luis Robert out of the lineup before they had Cesar Hernandez. So, uh, you know, just a a healthier White Sox lineup does make it harder for Gavin Sheets to get in there with any sort of consistency, maybe more of a real-life contributor than a fantasy guy in September. Edelberto Mondesi in that uh, game back goes two for five from the DH spot with his fifth homer and second steal of the season. Can I mean, obviously you're, you're playing him. Right, Al? You're just playing him and crossing your fingers that he stays healthy for a month? Yeah, that's really all you could do. Uh, So we saw both the power and the speed in this first game back. Uh, Kind of an interesting development, too, that uh, he'll be playing a lot of third base because if you had any worries about Nicky Lopez, I know those are words that maybe uh, I wouldn't have imagined saying a couple Uh couple months ago, but Nicky Lopez has wound up being pretty valuable in fantasy with all the steals and a high batting average. And his playing time doesn't look like like it's going to be threatened. Uh, Whit Merrifield is just going to stay right where he is. Uh, it's second base. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a good situation for these players all around. And uh, yeah, as long as he stays healthy, I think Mondesi is going to be somebody that you're going to want to start just about everywhere. Yeah, Mondesi will bring that third base eligibility into 2022. Frank Schwindel, as I said, had the three-run homer, the only three runs in the Cubs and Twins game. And he's now got three straight games with a home run. He's playing every day, Al. He's like Patrick Wisdom light for the Cubs. Yeah, and even Patrick Wisdom has been sort of Patrick Wisdom-like for the Cubs. <laughs> but uh, Schwindel, I, you know, maybe it's uh, too late in some of my leagues because he's been pretty consistent, and I just haven't bought into it because of the minor league track record, because of the little bit of time that he spent with the Royals. Probably unfair on my part makes me maybe think a little bit about what makes me go in on some players and not so much on others. Uh, but I think at this point, it's just, it's hard to d- deny that uh, Schwindel's figured something out and, uh, yeah, needs to be be picked up, uh, maybe even some 12-teamers. All right, and a little bit of love for Frank Schwindel. How about Lorenzo Cain, another one of the players with a homer and a steal? He actually had two steals to get him up to 11 on the season. It was his seventh homer of the year. Just good to see Lorenzo Cain healthy and doing Lorenzo Cain things. That's pretty much it. And, you know, sort of like we talked about with Gavin Sheets, uh, maybe a little bit of concern of, of playing time. I certainly had that concern a little bit earlier in the season, but uh, Kane certainly hitting his way in, into the lineup and, 
you know, somebody to pursue. I think you, I could say pretty confidently somebody to pursue in 12 teamers if you need steals, because Michael, as you've mentioned pretty often on recent episodes, it's that time of year where we really have to be very focused on categorical needs. You might be locked into a whole bunch of uh, positions in the standings in Roto leagues, but uh, if you need steals, Kane's out there in a lot of leagues and uh, looks poised to help. You have to imagine the Brewers want to make sure he's got his legs under him before they head off to the postseason in October. Leody Tavares goes uh, two for five with his seventh steal of the season, five for his last 11 with a pair of homers and three steals in that time. Is that putting him on your radar, L? Oh, absolutely. 12-teamers for sure. Um, Tavares is something I'm really interested in because, uh, you know, we talked about Mondesi being that uh, power speed threat. Uh, Tavares, very much the same, but uh, far more available and, uh, you know, just to kind of repeat what I said just a moment ago, somebody that can help you in categories where you may need it and uh, maybe not, not going to be helpful across the board, but playing time should be there uh, and the steal should certainly be there. So he's somebody I'm going to be looking at uh, in, in a wide swath of leagues. Finally, the rebound season for Josh Harrison continues unabated. Three for five with his 29th double of the season. He's 12 for his last 30 with the homer and a steal. Just a really nice year out of Josh Harrison and someone who once again is on our fantasy radar. Yeah, and probably, I don't know, I don't hear a lot about Harrison. I think maybe he could stand to be rostered a little bit more widely. Mm -hmm. And if you've had any hesitation, I think you know now is the time. He is clearly, as you mentioned, on a heater. Uh, he's batting leadoff for Oakland, uh, a lineup that's got everything clicking. I mean, right in front of Starling Marte and Matt Olson, uh, a lot to love there. So, yeah, I think that uh, we got to toss a little love Josh Harrison's way and, uh, you know, think about picking him up just about everywhere at this point. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thursday streamers, Al, just a couple of guys to talk about. Mike Miner gets the Indians and Eric Lauer against San Francisco. Who are you backing today on Thursday? Well, it's been a while, I think, since we've talked about Miner uh, in the streamer portion of the show. And he's just, he's had a very up and down season. So when he's had a nice little string of starts, we've talked about him. At times we've touted him. Uh, things going better for Miner of late. And I really, I do like this matchup a lot. So, uh, more interested in Miner uh, as opposed to Lauer, but I will say that I did start Lauer in a weekly 12-teamer uh, this week. So even with that matchup, I, I don't worry too much about Lauer blowing up just because of, of a tough matchup. So uh, I prefer Miner, but could do worse than Lauer. And hey, that could be a preview of the uh, the NLCS that we all predicted before the season, Brewers and uh, Giants, right? Of course. <laughs> 
<laughs> everyone, everyone was all over that Brewers and Giants NLCS and uh, something we could be looking at in October. Let's wrap things up with the stock watch. A couple of players up, a couple of players down on the upside. Jorge Soler, 12 for his last 38 with five homers in that time. But the big story for Soler, just nine Ks against five walks. And this is a guy who has been great in the second half of the season and really a, a big piece of, of Atlanta's resurgence since they made the trade for him. Just looks like a totally different guy from what he was early on in the year. Cal Quantrill over his last six has a 1.42 ERA in 38 innings, 40 Ks against 12 walks, two homers allowed in that time. Solaire, you know, just great to see him bounce back. I think the uh, the the advice is obvious here, right? It's play Jorge Solaire. What are you doing with Cal Quantrill right now, Al? Uh, well, I think that it's it's time to, to certainly uh, take a closer look here. I mean, look, he's already been picked up in a lot of leagues. That hot streak has really gone back even further than the last six starts. But I think that's the good place to focus because that's where we've started to see an uptick in Quantrill's uh, strikeouts. So he's not backing it up with a great whiff rate or called strike rate. So I, I've been a little skeptical about Quantrill. But, uh, you know, sort of like I was saying about Eric Lauer, you could certainly do worse, not necessarily going to be somebody I I would plan on starting every single week here on uh, out, but somebody who would be in that discussion probably on a weekly basis now. On the downside, Joey Votto's 13 for his last, last 63, 26 Ks in three homers in that time. Hunjin Ryu, over his last five starts, has a 7-1-8 ERA, 26 innings pitch, 19 Ks, eight walks. Uh, are you sitting him down, Al, while he's going this bad? Not necessarily. Uh, I think Rio's a really interesting uh, kind of case of a, a player who looks to be, you know, firmly belonging in the down section of the stock watch, but he stranded uh, fewer than half of his runners during this stretch. I mean, that is just brutal. Really, really unlucky. So uh, I think that he, you know, probably will be much better than this, than this rest, uh, recent stretch would suggest going forward. All right. Well, hopefully this recent stretch of Fantasy Baseball in 15 has helped you out. Rate, review, subscribe, all of that fun stuff. And hey, what's more fun than joining us on a Friday to kick off your weekend? Al and I will be here. We hope you are too. We'll talk to you then.